0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode number 242, entitled Q is for Quibbles. It was published on Thursday, the 12th of August, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a few bits and pieces just before we begin, some housekeeping if you like. If you enjoy the WP Builds podcast, please feel free to share it in whichever way you see fit. Some good options may be to share it on Twitter with the handle at WP Builds, or perhaps just go to your favourite Facebook group and share it in that way. We always welcome some star reviews, five star reviews, on your podcast player of choice, and we would encourage you to subscribe to WP Builds so that you can keep in touch with everything that we do. The best way to do that is to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and sign up to the newsletters over there. We've also started a new service called WP Build Social. You can find that at WPBuilds social, which is a URL. It's a Mastodon install. It's a bit like Twitter, but it's a free open source version that we've stuck on a server. And it's turning out to be quite a nice little community. It's pretty quiet in there at the moment, but if you'd like to go there and make it a bit noisier, feel free to sign up wpbuilds.social. We always mention our deals page as well, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Go there if you're in the market for something WordPressy this week, you never know. You might be able to search and filter for something that you wish to purchase with a significant coupon code to save yourself a little bit of money. So that's the deals page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And last, but by no means least, we always like to help out product owners on the podcast, and we do that by advertising. If you would like to get your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience, well, we can help you with that. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. A bit like the guys at A-B Split Tested. Do you want to set up your A-B Split Test in record time? The new A-B Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. Check it out and get a free demo. At absplittest.com. Okay, let's get stuck into the main event this week. We are doing one of our A to Zs of WordPress, and its Q is for quibbles. I don't know if the word quibbles is universally understood, but it's one of those little finicky things that annoy you. Something which you can kind of get by if it didn't change, but which just ticks you off anyway. So we're talking about all of the different little things that annoy us in the WordPress community. And we take it from two different angles. We take it from the angle of people who use WordPress, so they're inside, if you like, things that annoy them, and people on the outside who are just sort of casually using WordPress but aren't really in the community. What annoys them as well? It's a really interesting episode, and it's lovely because David and I are in full-on moan mode. I hope that you enjoy it.
1: Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, the series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today is Q for quibble. Love the word. Quibble.
0: I wonder if quibble is even a word throughout the rest of the world. It strikes me as that could be a really kind of British English word.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, it really, to me, I I always think a word like that. I think Rowan Atkinson. Now, I don't know how well known he is around the world. He will be for Mr. Bean for playing that and probably for the movies, Johnny English. But it's really him in his kind of black adder, early stand up, that kind of genius time when he used to just say words in a certain way that would just make you laugh. So him saying quibble, I would just laugh at that.
0: He probably literally would go quibble. And it would be (laughs) funny for no reason other than that his face had said it, yeah.
1: But I've got got a definition of it. Uh, Quibble is a slight objection or criticism about a trivial matter. And here we're going to be looking at objections and criticisms, both outside of the WordPress community, so people looking in and complaining about it, and also what we do within when we're having our little moan sessions. So this one is going to be too well, I'm going to call myself an old man. I'm going to call you a middle-aged man, really just
0: venting <laughs> our spleen. That's the <laughs> nicest thing you've said to me ever. The, I think this episode could have been M is for moan or W, w is for whinge. <laughs> yeah. It basically is the same stuff. We get to moan, which is great. We don't, we don't typically moan, so I think we're, we're owed a, a moany episode.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, overall, when you start to look at the criticisms of WordPress and some of the issues that you just end up, you know, I mean, it's it's been my life for so long, you know, it does so much for me that all these moans are just, you know, part of being
0: in the community, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can't be in the WordPress community for any length of time and not come against come up against somebody objecting about something or you know saying there's a better way of doing this and that's now deprecated don't don't yeah. <laughs> you don't do it that way anymore so it's really just sort of summing up some of the things but i do like your take of doing it from the outside looking in and yeah. also from the inside looking well more in
1: okay should we start then with the the kind of wider world and the criticisms you see in blog posts a lot of the time sure. i mean we must there's a caveat to these, really. All of these blog posts that I've seen when they talk about these issues, it's really because they're comparing it with other site builders that are out there, so things like Wix and Squarespace. So it's usually that's where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, and which is totally legitimate because that's the ground upon which they are going to be compared now, aren't they? So that feels like the right place. If it, if it doesn't behave like Wix or Squarespace, then there's room <laughs> for moaning. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. So we'll start with the kind of
1: regular users, I guess, people who just want to build their own site. So the complaints I've seen,
0: the first one, the big one, you say this is the big one as well. Security. Yep. Yep. Lots yeah. of Lots of people that I've built websites for they uh, you know they get you in. I don't never used to really mention the fact that I would build with WordPress and so that conversation would occur ah. at some point. and I would then say, and we use a CMS and it's called WordPress and, and more often than not that would be a smooth conversation. but occasionally people would say, I've heard that's insecure. I, I don't yeah. I don't like the sound of that. I've heard that those sites get hacked all the time and so on. And yeah, it, it is part of the problem. And you've written down this amazing number here, which comes from Securi, which mm-hmm. is that ninety-four percent of all infected CMSs are WordPress, which on the face of it is a terrifying statistic. Unless, of course, you provide the <laughs> context, which is well, it's because if you were a hacker mm-hmm. and you were designing some kind of compromise or vulnerability you were exploiting what's Mm. the surface you're going to go for and on the web it's going to be wordpress because it has the biggest the biggest payload that you could you could imagine you know 42 percent of the web you'd write your hack for that wouldn't you
1: yeah, exactly. And it's that, isn't it? It's the it's the old debate again with Windows and Macs, you know, that's what I used to hear all the time as a PC user, you know, when you're gonna get off that, you know, insecure rubbish and stuff like that. But it's because it was so popular. But also, I mean, what's misleading most of the time when people put that forward is the fact that it really it's very rarely WordPress itself. It's it's just, you know, some of the thousands upon thousands of themes and uh, plugins that are out there that people can use that generally introduces the insecurity
0: yeah my my knowledge of security is 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 poor at best <laughs> you know the real actual experts who know about security would obviously you know have something different to say but from what i've heard of those people the the core of wordpress just that you're going to download from org is is pretty good you know there's not a yeah. great filter to, to go at and uh and that's a testament to decades of support and updates and people constantly being on it yeah yeah absolutely i really
1: don't have security issues no. at all i had one and that was because i was stupid and i bought a bad theme from people who tend to have security issues and that was my only real personal issue with it so and not updating for the clients who have gone on their own way with it
0: that's it okay Okay. So. Oh, well, that's good to know. So we can put that one to bed. So any yeah. any whinging about security, well, it's either <laughs> your own fault or uh, or you're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that security figure may be misleading itself because they generally deal with WordPress. That's mainly their customer. So I'm wondering yeah. whether they're they're a little bit skewed anyway. But of course, it's being used against WordPress, isn't it? In this case, So Yeah. Good. Yep. Good
0: point, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Difficult to use. That's the other big
0: one. Do you know I I I'm two sides on this. The first one is it's way more difficult to use than it could be. In in that I think when you first log into WordPress and you've got all these menus in the settings, and actually before we recorded this, you and I looked at all of the different settings that a WordPress install has gotten. Some of them for for users who've never used a CMS before or have no experience of running their own website. Some of it's just it would seem like complete gobbledygook, but yeah. from my perspective, coming from something like Drupal, as I did all those years ago, I found I found that it really wasn't difficult to use. You know, it was quite beautiful at the time, yeah. but I, I still think there's a, a technical impediment. You know, and if you were coming f- from something like a SaaS platform that only did building websites. There's, a, there's yeah. quite a bit of a learning curve. You've got to adopt some new language. You've got to learn what permalinks are. You've got to figure out whether you want to have comments switched on or switched off. And there's like a myriad of choices in there. So yeah, yeah I think it's easy to use just to blog. And yeah. as soon as you want to stray outside of just pure old blogging, actually, having said that, even that's not obvious. You know, it's not entirely obvious where your blog post will end up and how many <laughs> will show on a page and where the thumbnail will go and what's a featured image. And that I still mm. think it is technically quite difficult, but honestly, not that difficult.
1: Yeah, I think your journey could be really difficult. You start with WordPress, and then you start to add on, and the settings there. But the other, I mean, it's the pros and the cons are all in the same thing. You've got all this freedom and all this ability to change what you like. And you could technically use something that runs off WordPress, that's got a nice onboarding that turns off the things that you don't need if you're using that template. So, you know, effectively, you could have a more Wix-like experience if you pick the right kind of theme that was set up to do that should you want. You've also got the right to be able to kind of change things as well in WordPress. Yeah.
0: I find this one quite difficult to answer, actually, because from we are just so the wrong people to say whether it's difficult to use because we've both been <laughs> using it for years and we, we now know yeah. what we want of it. And so we can mm. do the things that we want of it. But it would be interesting to stick, let's say, I don't know, my grandmother in front of WordPress and say, do you know what, <laughs> grandmother, build me a, a website, write me some blog posts, see how that works out. And I have a feeling that might be difficult.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and it's right. But I just think you know there are within our community there are solutions. Good onboarding, you know, you stick in this plugin or page builder, it goes through the processes you need to do to sort out some of your settings for you uh, with a clear instructions and that. So you know, I, I think you could probably have something close to a Wix experience if you want the restrictions
0: that come with something like Wix templates. You know, you know, yeah, I'm not a Yoast user, but I did. I did, for, for various reasons, go through their onboarding the other day, mm. and, and it really was a great example of how to do it right. They had this wonderful <laughs> kind of wizard that you went through and, you know, step one, step two, step three, and spits you out the other end, and it's set up largely for, for what it's supposed to be doing. And I think you're right. It, the difficulty does come with the third-party stuff, the plugins and the themes, and not spending enough time explaining mm. what everything does because that's not a core part of the product that could be done with a knowledge base or support or whatever, but, um, it, Every time you're opening a support ticket, in effect, something's gone wrong. So having that answered in in the the onboarding is a is a really good way of solving that. I would add at this point that Gutenberg, um, you know, I know not everybody around here is a big fan, but uh, <laughs> Gutenberg has a, a fairly nice onboarding system. Um, every time I start up a new site, I dismiss it immediately. But there <laughs> it is, pops up and shows you what to do. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they're trying. They're trying. Yeah, they are
1: trying on that stuff. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I, I think I'm pretty sure you could you could set something up with someone if you wanted a templated site. You could probably recommend something that's in the WordPress community, if not Gutenberg, something that will onboard you fairly well. So I think it's there. I think it's an unfair criticism, but it is easy to get
0: lost, without a doubt. The thing, <laughs> the thing about that one is, is that it's completely subjective, and yeah. so it. Being difficult to use is a completely yeah. a product yeah. of how, probably how technical you are, how much time you're willing to spend on it, how how terrified you are of clicking on things that you don't understand. Yeah. So, you know, I could imagine some of my friends, they would get stuck right in and they would make the assumption that if I break it, I can undo it. It doesn't matter. Well, other people might be, well, I don't want to click that because I'm not sure what the consequences of clicking that would be. And so difficult to use is probably more a product of how willing you are to throw yourself at it.
1: Yeah. And then I guess this is probably people who are writing posts more than actual users, regular users, but the hidden costs is often mentioned and including the time cost the time it takes for you to update, manage conflicts, manage hosting, et cetera, that you don't get with kind of some of those plug and plays, as you called it, solutions.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's there is no there's no way you can compare the the, the sort of learning curve. No, that's the wrong phrase. The, the, the hidden costs of Squarespace mm-hmm. and so on, there really aren't any. You just pay and you get what you get, and it's sold up front. It does this, 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 mm-hmm. this, and this. And outside of that, it doesn't do it. You can't have it. Whereas WordPress is more sold on, well, it can do literally everything. You can mm-hmm. either build that solution if you've got the technical expertise, or you can probably get that solution but it it never ceases to surprise me how much you can get sunk into costs very quickly you know a form plugin over here mm. on an annual license a page builder over here on an annual license a mm. security solution over here and it's true you could you could spend $1000 off the bat before you've even got halfway to what you need and that is a, a real thing and and I, I only see the prices going up in WordPress. I don't really see the prices coming down to the point where more recently some of the some of the plugins that have been coming out you have to sort of take a bit of a breath when you you see the amount that they're willing to to, to ask for and yeah. but there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I'm used to them being cheaper than they are currently. Yeah, I manage a beginner's group, and that gives me a bit of an
1: insight. In fact, most people are building sites for other people in that group, oddly enough. But there are some people, and you get the impression, I do at least, that I can see people do fall into that because they feel that because that's how everything needs to sell itself, that they need to buy a premium solution for what they need to do. So they bought them and then they have really expe- high expectations based on the amount of money they spent so far, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they, they may have bought the wrong plugins that are really going to help them for their overall uh, job. But uh, but the, the fact that they've spent money, um, then they have high expectations. So I can understand a lot of regular users, Getting really frustrated with WordPress for that, they spent money. They
0: thought that might solve it, and then they spent money on something else, and thought, you know, and on it goes. Well, you, you and I, hopefully, are, are kind of over that hump a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, and again, yeah. that's one of the things which makes your your business viable mm. is mm. that you can you can say, look, I'm I'm going to just put on the, the stuff which I know how to work with, and I know that this works, and you're mm. going to avoid the, the, the miasma of things that you may be wishing to buy. You know, there are nine form plugins. Well, I, I'm happy with this one. And I know how to use this one, so I'm going to avoid yeah, all of that for yeah. you. But there's so much money you could sink into WordPress.
1: Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, it's not... It, As a criticism against WordPress, I think, you know, it's equally true. I mean, a lot of people come off Shopify to WordPress because of the fact the hidden costs that grow over the time. Their plugins are more expensive on their system. And, you know, some of the general running costs, money that's taken out of each of their transactions may be greater than you would need to have on, on WooCommerce or something. So it works both ways, I think, with that one.
0: Mm, Yeah, good point. Um, Okay, yeah. that's Well, there's no way of avoiding it. There is money to be spent if you're going to start a WordPress (laughs) site and be serious about it. So I guess we just have to decide what functionality we want and pick the one that we like best and go with that.
1: Yeah, and another criticism is that it looks a bit dated, outdated.
0: Yeah, this is is fascinating because when I came to WordPress, I keep banging this gong, I'm sorry, I say it all the time, but (laughs) Drupal was seriously not as attractive as WordPress. I have no idea what's going on on the Drupal side of things anymore, but Mm. certainly WordPress, the basic look of a WordPress install hasn't changed almost at all. I mean, I know we've had some very minor things like they've changed the, they've changed the blueness of the blue bits Mm. and they've added a different Background shadow, sorry, a border shadow and things like that. That's but got to um, make a lot of difference, no? That's right. <laughs> but but basically, it's the same, and it does feel to me as if it is looking a little bit like a refresh would be would be would be warmly welcomed. That would be nice. And actually, some third party developers have have sort of taken this in hand, haven't they? And they've de- developed their own. I'm going to say probably it's a plugin. I don't know how it works, but you can download this thing plug-in i'm Mm. guessing and it it amends the the ui to be a bit more like something that you'd expect from a a sas company and there is a big Mm. difference go and have a look at some nice shiny new piece of software they've probably used some sort of templated kit to to make the elements Mm. look standardized and so on but and then come back to wordpress and you may be thinking hmm that's not quite Mm. as modern as it felt yesterday
1: yeah, I mean, you can modernize your, your back end. You can change that. There's lots of tools to do. It just, That's right. This is this is off topic, but I'll ask you because I don't know. I thought at some point the, there was the idea of Gutenberg being able to come to Drupal. Is that... Uh, it's just- it,
0: totally possible, and they did. There was a, well, I was going to say port of it, but it's not really a port of it. I guess they forked it, mm. I'm supposing, and then fitted it in with, with Drupal, and yes, it did happen. Um, mm. But from that point on, I haven't followed it in the slightest. It was big news because it had happened, and then of course the news at that point is less exciting because they're just talking about <laughs> presumably the little updates that they've made and, and what have you. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know if yeah. it will become the default. But it's more the it's it's not really the Gutenberg bit. It's all the other. It's the admin UI mm. that I'm talking about. Yes. You know the the settings menus and the, all the things that you have to interact with the dashboard and so on. Yeah. It's okay. It's not bad. It just doesn't feel like the most modern approach.
1: Yeah. And I think we were talking about this earlier. And again, we might go off topic a bit, but that was, I think my experience coming in 2007 to WordPress was like any. I think it was just an easy way to get online when blogs were the things there. And then I worked out because the concepts were so simple. How to blog in the first place, download a theme and just fill in this with text and stick in a photo. You could get online quickly. And there wasn't something confusing like there was with Drupal. Drupal was really the big player out there, but I just
0: couldn't understand the concepts. Yeah. And it didn't, the UI didn't really make it all that easy either. It wasn't as attractive as WordPress is. And I, I again, I don't know if that's the case anymore, but yeah, could it do with an update? Yeah. Does it yeah. 100% <laughs> need an update? No, we yeah. could probably soldier on like this for a few more years, but I'm I'm hoping that in some recess of WordPress.org or possibly automatic, somebody has been handed the memo, okay, it's mm. now your job to take on the role of updating the WordPress backend UI. Hmm.
1: So um, should we just move on to the criticisms from the wider world again, but from business users' perspective, bigger big businesses, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so there's only a few things really here is that that some businesses won't want to go to an open source software um, that's community run and community supported uh, and not have the liabilities. So they're likely to go with a business where particularly government or something like that might not entertain WordPress because it it needs it's using public money. It needs to be able to uh, know that it'll get money back if they let them down where that wouldn't happen with WordPress.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because there seems to be in the UK, at least at the moment, you you may Mm. not know this, David, but there seems to be a a kind of move a bit towards open source Mm. in software, A, because it saves money, but Mm. B, because it's open and and everybody can download the same tool and use it and so on. I'm not entirely sure if that will win or not. But it mm. certainly strikes me as a movement which is gaining some credence. But you're absolutely right. You know, if, if there was a government website, let's say, I don't know, something to do with taxing vehicles or something, you just can't imagine them being able to not have a system where there is 24-7 somebody able yeah. to fix every problem the instant that it happens because too many people are going to be impacted and the same would carry for business. You know, if it's a critical business, you, you can't rely on community support. Oh, something's gone wrong on yeah. my website, It, but it's okay. I can cope with it for a couple of days. You just can't really have that and the community support yeah. just won't cut the mustard. But then again, you've got, if you think about it, you know, for example, the hosting company may take this on. It may be that you would yeah. go with one of the big managed WordPress hosting companies and you pay for a package where no matter what happens, they will step in and save your bacon, whether that's going to some kind of backup or they'll, they've literally got bodies on hand who are WordPress experts. There are ways around that, but it's not community support any longer. You're basically paying, again, back to money, you're paying yeah. for somebody to take on the role of supporting it because they've been in the community and learnt it over time.
1: Yeah, there's an old friend of mine I've known back from kind of school who's always worked for theatres or big music organisations, and a lot of those get government funding as well, so they have to be careful of what they do. So he's been behind mm-hmm. the building of a couple of major websites for theatres, you know, big expensive jobs. And I'm pretty sure the first time I, he, I talked to him when I was interested early on in that they would built a site there, and I'm pretty sure he indicated that, you know, WordPress wasn't an option. He wouldn't wouldn't be playing with the silly toys that I was playing with. They needed proper developers coming in. The, the next time I spoke to him more recently when his last job and they did one, he said to me, oh, WordPress is a no-brainer. <laughs> you know? Ah, now that I, is I interesting yeah I yeah I mean I might be misrepresenting what you said in the early days, but yeah i I could see that change effectively he was doing the same thing with the same kind of responsibilities and you know assurances were needed, but the attitude to WordPress has changed
0: i wonder I wonder at what point it becomes a no brainer in other words, I wonder if there's like some sort of financial threshold that you you pass by, <laughs> let's say it's a hundred thousand pounds or half a million or yeah. 10 million, whatever it might be, where you step out of the bounds of, well, open source was good enough, but now yeah. we want complete and utter control of every line of code. We want to know what every mm. single thing is doing, and we mm. want nothing in there that we that we don't have any control over so you know you've got to imagine that if you're installing wordpress with its many many lines of code and you're just doing one specific thing you've got to imagine that quite a lot of that code is never used and is a bit pointless and is a vector for an attack at some point possibly um and presumably these things have to be weighed up and again you know if you're let's say, Ferrari or something like that, and you're <laughs> yeah. selling Ferrari cars direct to the public, you've got to think their pockets would be deep enough to just get something bespoke built just for what they need. Yeah. I don't know. This is an interesting one. You could go back and forth on this because in both directions, there's merit. Yeah. I like the open source nature of it. You you know, there's There's things that you could contribute back to the community to improve the code for everybody. But equally you just want something where you know what everything does and you've paid for your developers and you own it exactly if you're ferrari then i think you
1: know and you're going to you're going to customize most of what you're doing why bother to stick in those almost 2 million lines of wordpress code to have that as your simple base you might as well build it from the ground up and also if you build on top of wordpress then you you, you inherit the license the gpl license that goes with it so you
0: lose some of the control that you have over your own code yeah that's a really good point but I, I wonder in the case of your friend what was the moment where it became a no-brainer why did that person go from that we couldn't possibly to i don't oh know. yeah oh yeah that's absolutely what we're going to do that that is fascinating because there must yeah. have been some impediment which he overcame
1: yeah I, I honestly, honestly wasn't didn't it was just such a shock that it was built on because i'm pretty sure you know with a similar project many years before it was yeah no you know wasn't seen that wasn't an option they were building from from scratch but here it was a no brainer that's what he said and i thought oh okay yeah
0: great <laughs> i i would be really fascinated to line up like yeah. 1000 people who are in charge <laughs> yeah. of the, the top 1000 businesses in the uk and say to them, "Would you ever use word?" Just see what their reaction was. It would be really interesting. Yeah, and I bet you most of them would probably say, "No." Well, I don't. I don't even know. But it, I'm just fascinated by your friend's story who swapped, flip flopped. Came over to the WordPress side, maybe that argument is so compelling now. Imagine all the scruff that you've got to build, like all the the user management and all of that. And WordPress has done it. It's just done. You just don't have to waste time doing that stuff. And it's done it and it's done it in a fairly bulletproof way. So you are saving a lot of money. And if it's public money, yeah mm, that's quite compelling. Yeah, the idea is you've got all these,
1: you know, this this heritage which goes back over long term and all of these people who depend upon it, it. That makes you feel more secure, I think. It's definitely changed. But then there are some other sides of it which are, you know, so Gutenberg's there to make it much more attractive and do much more than it's ever done before. and Money's been invested into it. But it also has the other side of it where we, we lost um, uh, the w- W3C website as been built on WordPress and now for the redesign wasn't considering it because there are so many massive changes. So there are two things going on, but I think overall more people just kind of see, I think WordPress is a no brainer these days where that wasn't the case (laughs) when I started with it.
0: Perhaps it really is just a question of time, you know, it it needed to get to some maturation or have been around for long enough and nothing catastrophically bad to have happened repeatedly and often. Yeah that people are now trusting it. And you yeah, imagine how many eyeballs have been through the WordPress code on every <laughs> release, just yeah. trying to pick it to pieces, trying to figure out ways to, to see if we can obviate yeah. the, the, the permission system and so on. And, and presumably it's past those tests because we have quite mm. a lot of big websites using it. So, yeah, fascinating. I, I can totally see both sides from a business, a large business point of view. Mm. Uh, really interesting. Yeah. I've called this general objections.
1: I don't know the difference really between a criticism and an objection, but from uh, the outside world, again, just general ones, we cover this quickly. So I think a general overview of WordPress might be that it's too common, too generic, too much uh, pretentious blogging platform, which is where it started and is still known as many. And you put that it's not, you know, set and forget it, plug and play stuff. So I think they're the, the, the general
0: objections yeah i think i think there's something to be said about that i'm it, it's quite interesting i don't know if you sort of play this game occasionally but when i'm browsing the web i will occasionally just in my head be saying i'm pretty sure that site was built with elementor <laughs> or i'm pretty sure that site is a wordpress site and and i've got there's just no actual concrete indication that it is and you go and sometimes you look at the source code yep that's a wordpress site and nope that's not a wordpress site and you know that menu that menu is in a really weird place that's probably not wordpress and and so it goes um and and you're right and i i I worry about that a little bit i'm not a through and through designer so so long as it looks okay and it's usable i'm happy with that but I, I, i kind of kind of imagine that We've sort of fallen into this pattern, especially with page builders, of there's a row followed by a row, followed by a row, and then, oh, look, there's another (laughs) row. And that's a little bit, you said the word generic, that that is becoming a little bit generic. And um, who knows what will come in the future to enable us to have like magazine layouts. That was always the goal, wasn't it, to have layouts like magazines. And then we just (laughs) didn't settle on that because phones and different layouts and sizes and all of that came along and and made it impossible.
1: Yeah, dealing with the actual web game, the real issue, really. <laughs> um, That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really held us back. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but actually, that wasn't the, the, the perspective I was thinking of on those general objections, but you're absolutely right. And I think when you, this is why I think something that is in its growth, Squarespace, do so well, even though their templates are so simple, they are quite unique in their layouts. Um, that you see. So if you go across and see the majority of WordPress sites, they do look a bit boxy and standard um, compared to something like that. But they get to control it, don't they, Squarespace? They only offer a very limited number of templates and they're all beautifully designed and that's all yeah. you get to see.
0: That is, it's very compelling if you go to like the Squarespace website and you look at their templates. they just lovely aren't they but it, you know what there are people in the wordpress space doing equally equally good yeah lives.
1: exactly exactly i mean elementor i mean it's not what i use but i mean you know some of the sites built with elementor because it's got so many designers have been attracted to that,
0: that yep. there are some phenomenal sites yeah
1: yeah that's so, a good point it's a
0: designers it's a tool which is really working for designers isn't it people who don't want to get themselves messing about with css they want to sort of point click drag save sort of thing and um and but their designs can shine because they've got the chops in i don't know photoshop and what have you and drag things along and they know how to position things and all of that can be done yeah that's a good point
1: Uh, Do you know what? If I was outside of WordPress, if I hadn't adopted it earlier on, I think I might just be the type of character who might just kind of throw out uh, the objections on WordPress, just saying, everybody's on it. I'm not going there. (laughs) Oh, I see. Just
0: the contrarian in you. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, sort of element of that. And also the idea that, you know, let's say I want a particular type of website that I'm having. I just think, yeah, I'll go with that. Everybody uses that one. It's so generic for everybody. I'm going to find something that does the very thing
0: that I want, you know? Well, you mentioned a minute ago about the 2 million lines of code and what have you. And, and if, yeah. if you if you look back at the websites that you've built most recently, how many of <laughs> yeah. those 2 million <laughs> lines of code did you actually need? What you really needed was a tool which would spit out some HTML, which you could yeah. then save as a HTML file, and then possibly a third-party SaaS platform for forms. Yeah, And, yeah. and you'd have probably about 800 lines. There'd be no code other than html markup maybe a bit of javascript i don't know but and it's some css and you'd yeah. be dumb yeah i've got a friend of mine
1: as well again he's somebody he used to play in bands with for years and for a while he went off and he was teaching in schools uh, how to build websites with html and css and that and nice. i've just noticed that he's recently started to do some client work for this sort of stuff but i've seen some of his comments and he just uh, one of his selling points is that it's not wordpress is that this is custom craft uh, crafted and just you know few lines of code it's his big thing so i just thought yeah i could have easily been in his shoes so i can understand it's that
0: objection that- Interesting that one of the UVPs is (laughs) not WordPress. (gasps) That must resonate, right? Here we are sat in the WordPress bubble thinking it's the best thing since sliced bread. And yet to some people... It's it's a point. It's a badge of of honour that it's not WordPress. Wow, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah, your site is crafted by us. Just it's just the code that's needed. All your code (laughs) done by you, not all this nonsense off the shelf WordPress. Proudly (laughs) not powered by WordPress. (laughs) yeah so i understand it but anyway i don't go with it because you know no. as of obviously you know i love wordpress it's been my life so uh yeah we can reject all of those criticisms should we That's move on right. to yeah okay. <laughs> should we move on to the sort of stuff that we like to do daily um kind of moan about stuff within wordpress so from the community itself
0: so what we've been talking about so far is people outside looking in mm. and going why why not wordpress what's wrong with it and so now what we shifting gear and we're going people who are already in the community using it and so on. what 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 are we finding critical okay
1: yeah so we got a little list here we were we could get stuck on any of these for ages so notifications oh. uh, uh, and adverts in admins kind of same thing although slightly different i guess uh, acquisitions that's another one of your concerns isn't it at
0: the moment yeah, just because it seems to be uh, taking on such a pace, you know, if it had been like one or two a year, I wouldn't have had any concerns at all. But right at this point in time, when we were recording this, they're just coming so thick and fast. And it's not mm. really that I'm concerned; it's more that I don't really know what it means. I don't know how this will fall out. You know, if 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 some of these big companies and they happen mm. to be hosting companies so far, but that could be mm. that could change. Well, we did see Delicious Brains just acquire. ACF and that's don't forget, not yeah, awesome mo- motive, awesome motive for value, true, huge, yeah, very yeah. good point, yeah. So okay, that was probably a ridiculous mm-hmm. thing to say, but it, it on the whole, it tends to be the hosting companies. I just don't know how this is going to fall out. The concern, of course, is that at some point, you just got these big hosting company who have bought up all the in inverted commas good stuff, mm-hmm. and and they make it such that if you really want to have a decent experience. Well, you can either build the solution yourself or just go to this company, pay for their mm. monthly subscription or whatever it may be, and you'll get all of that thrown in. So that's my concern. It hasn't mm. proven itself. That concern is absolutely not a reality. Mm. And and I don't even see any evidence that it's going to be, be a reality but the that, that is to say in the WordPress space, but in the wider world, you see this happening all the time, don't you? you know Companies buy up other companies, they, mm. they clean out, basically they're just buying all the staff. they're consuming the competition so that there isn't any competition left standing and so on and so on and so on. And so yeah. that is a concern. And yeah. if, especially if I was a big, big company and let's say, for example, that I built, uh, I don't know, let's say Ferrari again and their website had been built using ACF, well, all of a sudden you are deeply concerned (laughs) Mm. that that ACF has just been acquired by somebody else. I am so certain that that acquisition is going to work out perfectly, but Mm. you would have massive concerns because your entire business would have been stacked up with things which you thought you knew, and now you don't and you know and that's a quite a good example as well and why i'm slightly
1: concerned with acquisitions but not too much because for what i do which is different from most wordpress users I, I i depend on my income coming from sites being very stable so i go i prize that above all things so i pick the plugins and developers who don't necessarily add many features but they they look after the code and it's and i, and I think the influence of big business uh, w- with their marketing budgets, they, they're going after a different audience to me. So I worry about the space for those, uh, if you like, those developers who just take pride in, in the small plugins that they do that work very well, but uh, maybe not the most exciting things. They're the ones that I'm attracted to. So I do worry about acquisitions in WordPress and how the nature of the, the open source community might be changing.
0: Yeah, it's an ephemeral thing. And and there's nothing really to hook your argument on, is there? Because it it hasn't transpired. But like you say, if, let's say, plug in X over here that you've got installed on 50% of all your websites has just been acquired, and two years down the road, that company just gets bored of it, it wasn't proving to be profitable, and it was totally profitable for this one individual to to create it and make it, they could just make that work. But over on this side, it's been bought. It's no longer getting updated. It, you know, They've lost the mojo. Yeah, that, that is a concern. And we're just beginning, we're treading into this at the minute, aren't we? We're just crossing, crossing the threshold of this starting to happen. That's not true because obviously you've got things like iThemes, which were acquired a long time ago. So it yeah. has been happening, but it just feels like it's happening much much more at the minute yeah
1: yeah i mean the only downside i mean criticisms within is the fact that they are bought and you don't know necessarily what's happening or what they're going to do with that so you know some have been bought and you know functionality has been changed or deals have been changed and that on an individual basis at the moment though i'm quite happy because there still seems to be the routine for those people who you know are, are very concerned about keeping very clean at sites uh, with well-crafted plugins and
0: stuff. There still seems to be plenty of room for those people. So yeah, and the expression that I like to use here is a rising tide carries all boats. You know, so there's <laughs> yeah. the, there's there's things to be said on both sides, aren't they? Because uh, some, yeah. let's say that a plugin gets acquired and it goes into a stagnant phase. Well, that creates a gap in the market for somebody else to step in. They could even yeah. fork the GPL code. Of the very plugin which has gone stale (laughs) and and have a real head start on all of that. So, yeah, I don't, acquisitions concern me, not concern me. You know, it's a bit of both. (laughs) We got into the
1: big questions there. This was for a light criticism, supposed to be this section. So, media library, let's, yeah.
0: We've, we've we've moaned about the media library, I think, a few weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, when I started using WordPress, it was the best thing ever. I loved it. And, and I don't see, Forgive me, I could be completely wrong here. I I haven't really seen any major changes. Um, And I feel that a lot has moved on in manipulation of images and the ability to edit things. There's so many clever initiatives out there, creating images, things like stencil and what have you. All of that sort Mm. of stuff feels like it it could be part of WordPress, but it, it doesn't really fulfill the WordPress mission. So I guess the most I could hope for would be that the, the media library gets a bit of a facelift and um, and has some, some options in there to not always view it as a little square thumbnail in amongst <laughs> a bunch of other things. Perhaps we could actually see what its uh, sizes are and have a bit more information. Actually, interestingly, the media library is getting a bit of an update today um, uh, or yesterday. yesterday. Um, well i i saw it
1: yeah i mean this is the 5.8 update so this will be going out sometime after but i went in there today and i saw the load more button (laughs) it's for accessibility isn't it so it doesn't load all of the yeah
0: no there's one more thing there's another thing Ah. if you if you load an image into the media library you instantly have access to the url of it so Ah, yes yes which is actually quite cool (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I had to put a plugin in to do. I needed that at some point. Yeah, no, it's but, great. But also
0: you had to explain to clients, no, 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 no. Okay, so you've uploaded. All right, now you need to <laughs> yeah. click on it. And yeah. then over there is a thing and you've got to click on that and it'll probably click loads of times until it's highlighted or just do command A, then copy it. And that, that's where it is. Whereas now you just uh, upload yeah. it and there it is, which is great. And Yeah. No, okay, so we should stop moaning. The media library is great. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant.
1: Um, I'm actually going to bump this one up. Plugin conflicts, that may be Ooh. a criticism within us users. We get that sometimes. I don't, to be honest, these days. But
0: No, no, I, I feel that this is not a thing which I'm familiar with. I think, honestly, it's happened to me once or twice. And it was and it, every scenario that I've had with plug conflicts, which I can count on one hand, has been the most minor thing. You know, yeah. something that I probably don't don't really need, didn't quite load correctly. Um, and and I've had it resolved really quickly. I've either figured it out myself or got on to support, and they figured out, okay, it's conflicting with this. We'll do a patch. It'll be out in a day. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, not got experience of this, but I, I imagine it's a horror when it does go wrong. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? We're making
1: up criticisms for WordPress because we're <laughs> quite happy. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, plugin conflicts is just something I haven't really experienced. I've picked well my plugins. So it seems the- to be
0: something that happens to other people. <laughs> right. So, but this goes back to your selecting carefully vetted plugins yeah. where you, you have some understanding of the heritage of the developer. You know that they're in the WordPress space, you know they understand WordPress and how it works and and so yeah. on and the problem for the newbie would be so with sorry i'm stepping outside of we're supposed to be criticizing from the inside now but mm. but the problem for a newbie would be they just download anything and they get 15 of anything and they're all low quality out of date and all of them conflict with each other and oh my website's <laughs> yeah. white it's totally white Yeah, actually, maybe
1: these aren't really true criticisms. I've made these up off the top of my head and you've had a look over them. But the next one probably is also not a problem I have, but I'll put it in there. Overload of choice these days. We have so many, well, they're great plugins and it's great to have so much choice. But, you know, amongst the sort of eight really, really good uh, forms plugins that are out there, (laughs) you can just spend your entire life going through all of these working out which ones...
0: It, so what a what a what a difficult <laughs> problem this is yeah so it's not really a <laughs> criticism is it because you you would lot it shows how healthy the yeah. the wordpress ecosphere is it's just there's enough space to to have eight i've been making it up there's probably more like 50 or something form mm. plugins as an example mm. so on the one side stop moaning that's a good problem on the other side especially Mm. for somebody who's curious and really wants to make the right decision. You could spend so many days just looking at let's say form plugins again and trying to decide, is this one right? Does this have this feature? Does it connect to that service that I want? Oh, this does 90% of what I do, (laughs) what I need it to do, but there's one thing over here that I really want. And it's, it is really hard. And for especially people who have the knowledge, so this works perfectly on the inside of WordPress, If you've heard of all these things, you know to go and look and read all about them and what have you. If you're on the outside, I suspect it'll be form plugins. Oh, Google it. WordPress forms. Click the first thing. Oh, yeah, that that looks pretty good. I'll get that one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's interesting. And it does create problems. I have this all the time. Yeah. Especially around, let's say something like Black Friday, when there's a sudden moment in time where you feel you can make some savings. And so you, you sort of decide to buy three or four things all at once. So you are suddenly, the, the clock is telling you when you need to buy, not the amount of, you know, the amount of research that you've done. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, I've got to do all this research into these different things all at the same time. And, and you suddenly hit the problem of too much choice. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I still. I mean, it's, it's not buying for the first time, you know, because I've I've bought all the solutions that I really need, and and it's just the temptation that something else is going to come along that might be the new thing, or might just do it a bit better, or might be a better deal because there's a lifetime deal. I go through that. I'm pretty good, really, at saying, look what I've got works, I'm going to stick with it until somebody... F- but I still spend a lot of time looking at the other stuff and dribbling over the, yeah. <laughs> the
0: exciting stuff that comes right. with. Right, and that's totally the antithesis of what you would want. Yeah. You would want that choice to be clear and defined. And and even if yeah. you'd have, uh, let's say, settled on one thing, you want that to be the close of it. You never want to go back and say, now I'm presented with this conflict on something i've already got but you know what i I feel (laughs) that that's capitalism that's just (laughs) how it goes right you're gonna have to cope with choice and uh and i suppose it's better than the alternative yeah yeah
1: our criticisms are really pretty lame aren't they should we just go on to some of the main i guess this is more political stuff the i'm calling these the objections from of WordPress from within, and we've had a few. We have a few major tiffs, I guess. The first one being over the whole GPL license, and with the the early commercial themes, the Thesis theme by Chris. Pearson and uh, the opposite. There was Brian Gardner's revolution theme, which were coming out as the first sort of commercial themes. And one said, "No, the work I've done on top is mine. It shouldn't be affected by GPL." And the other said, "No, we need to go with the GPL. My theme is full GPL,
0: and that was a big blow up at that time." Yeah, I, I think I think I strayed into WordPress at about the time that this was happening, and so pretty much all of that was beyond my capability at that point so i i can understand with, <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight that that all happened but um i didn't i wasn't involved in it so for me it's, nah. a, it's an interesting marker in the history books of wordpress but i i don't really know how heated that got or whether or not it was a uh, you know a moment in time where things could have gone horribly wrong for for open source i don't know
1: yeah it would have been i mean there was, you know, a classic kind of, um, I think it was a recorded interview, wasn't it, with Matt Mullenweg and Chris Pearson. And Matt Mullenweg definitely came on top for defending the GPL rights through it. And I think, you know, I, I think there'll be few of us who would think that was the wrong decision <laughs> because yeah, I, I think yeah. it might have changed the very nature of WordPress itself. So that was one of the big kind of objections within the WordPress community itself. I think a big one. I think well, it's still there, yeah.
0: though. Yeah, I was going to say well, what happened to Chris Pearson and the the, the thesis thing. Did it stagnate because <coughs> it was no longer operating under the license terms that Chris desired? Do you know? You maybe don't even no,
1: know. No, I don't. I don't think it actually affected his business. People loved it and they joined it, and then he did a, a second version, and people didn't enjoy it and got very upset with the changes he made. Oh, so okay. he okay. was the architect of his own downfall, I think. When okay. it comes to that that theme, so right. that's my understanding. Right. Okay. So yeah. So, but it's the early days. I mean, you know, what people were creating there were really convoluted. And, you know, even with the revolution, the Brian Gardner side, and who went on to do Genesis, you know, uh, now looking back, I mean, yeah, I was a big Genesis user and I still think it was such fabulous work. But now it looks really convoluted today in this mm. age of page builders.
0: Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Things move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moving on, Gutenberg came around the corner and that, that created a yeah. crisis of governance. Yes, again,
1: another yes. So we had, well, this is dead, isn't it? There is a website, uh, WPGovernance.com, um, and it was set up by Rachel Cherry, and I always say his name wrong Morton Rad Erickson. Is that Rand correct? Hendrickson. Rand
0: Hendrickson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I'm going to say it Morton Rand Hendrickson. And I'm sorry, Morton, if I've butchered your name. But yeah. this, this at the time felt like a little earthquake like something the, the yeah. ground began to crack and who knew that which way that was going to go. You know, the, the earthquake could have continued and the ground got wider and wider and the gap bigger and bigger. Or that was it. It was just a little quake. Get back to life. Nothing's happened here. And it turned out to be the latter. That that project has now died. I actually hopped into it a few times. I lurked. I didn't contribute. I lurked because I just thought this is a really important moment. And on the back of Gutenberg, when it came out in WordPress uh, 5 in 2000, oh, crikey, when was it? Was it 2018? 18, yes. It was yes. it? Wow. Yeah, December um, 2018. Yeah, when it came out, there was a real moment where it felt like the community could have a bit of a schism. Yeah. And so things like Classic Press got made, which is still going, although I don't know how well it's still going. And this mm-hmm. governance project was set up because people were just saying, look, this is really important to us, this piece of software. And we don't like that. There's no account, not even accountability. There's no open Mm. decision-making process. It was just, it's in, get on with it. Yeah, and and it, it, but it kind of, I think it just ran out of steam that the sky didn't fall in. I know that some (laughs) people still don't like Gutenberg and, uh, you know, I count you possibly amongst them. I'm not sure the, but, but, you know, the sky didn't fall in. You could still carry on using WordPress in the same way that you kind of always did. Yeah. And so what's to see here? Where's the argument? And and so it is. If you go to wpgovernance.com now, you'll notice I think the last post was in 2019. So we're we're approaching two years since the last piece of... Uh, blog post went up there. So it looks like it's gone away and we've got the benevolent dictator for life and that's how it continues. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what we've always accepted. And, and and I think, but it is questionable. I think most of the the kind of objections within it fall around this, um, whether it's good or bad. And I really don't know. I, I kind of, I like to challenge um, Automatic's role in WordPress because I'm, I'm worried uh, that, the commercial interests of that uh, might lead it in a way that it shouldn't. But overall, I think it will always find the right path. But, yeah, it's always really about lots of things that the role of automatic or match, you know. So even having the WordPress name for .com as the commercial outlet for WordPress, the the open source community, that's contentious. Um, The ability to be able to effectively force Gutenberg on everyone when there wasn't really indications that people were willing to accept it so yeah i think most of the issues also about having dominance over the e-commerce side of wordpress because they own woocommerce so really there's not going to be it's going to be very difficult for competition so i think most of the objections stem around that role i think
0: yeah that, it is it's a really interesting one and obviously you know from the outside if you're just a consumer of wordpress.org stuff and you, you don't need to get involved in any of this stuff. It just works, it gets updated, everything seems to be hunky-dory. But the obviously there's people in the community who have given their lives to this and they really mm. want to have an understanding that their their work, their business, whatever it is, is on a solid foundation and that there are there are collective decisions made to push the project forward that are out in the open. Mm. And I can see this 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 debate is just going to keep going it it'll never stop i don't think with the model that we've got but it also feels like it's run out of steam mm. uh, so people will still raise it there should be more in terms of open governance but mm. it feels like the the initiative to to change that is 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 sort of it's dried up and also mm. i don't even know if there is a way to change it with the the way it's set up at the moment and and to be honest with you from my perspective i don't even know if i have i don't think there's a desire to change it i'm i'm happy with the way things are going so you know well we like the good
1: side of things having something like automatic that has a lot of money that it's made it really out of having the 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 wordpress.com name which means that yeah you know everything that we talk about wordpress to promote it helps to promote them to make money as well and and but it, there's also a good side to that. So I, I haven't really drawn uh, a decision over what I think kind of, I don't I don't necessarily see Automatic as being evil to WordPress. Uh, I don't always see it as being good, but there are some good things that it does. We wouldn't probably have things like WordCamps and the community would have if it wasn't
0: for uh, a, a large enough company to be able to kind of support that. Yeah, make no mistake. There is yeah. a lot of good that comes out of that without a doubt yeah yeah
1: so it, so the, but i think that's where most of the contention more one of the more recent ones for people like us the freelancer community or small agencies who build client websites the fact that wordpress.com decided to set up that service now potentially argues that it would be making work because it's doing it through third party service so people who go to wordpress.com on its own could be given work back to people but still you know it, It becomes tricky because it's obviously going to be in WordPress's history. It's going to be those small agency developers who might have given up their free time to help the WordPress project because it would help them also within their businesses for serving clients as well. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, most of our arguments from within, you know,
0: um, kind of based on who who we are and what we're doing, I think. yeah um wow there's just so much in this isn't there there's so especially the governance side of things as well that just there's just so much what else have we got we I've just wow I've just looked at the clock we've, we've oh really we're approaching an hour so we should probably try to yeah. wind up quickly what have we got still uh we've just got other things like uh, little
1: practices and one of the controversies was kind of hidden affiliate marketing within uh, the themes directory which is banned which apparently I think is allowed in the plug um community that's one of the odd things about wordpress isn't it
0: one yeah the- that's true yeah i mean that that seems to be that storm that was a bit of a storm in a teacup wasn't it it got discovered yeah. it got it got somebody got their their knuckles slapped and then it kind of went away until exactly. maybe the next time it happens so it's that's kind of a storm in a teacup you might say but I think really all of our kind of stuff, I mean, it might be a big thing to us
1: and we might get lots of debate about it and have concerns about it, but most of it is, a, it is exactly that, a storm in the teacup. It kind of goes away. No one's really damaged
0: as a result of anything that happens in WordPress so what you're basically saying is the last 56 minutes have been absolutely pointless. There were, you know, there's <laughs> nothing to see here. We, we don't have any quibbles. I don't think we've said the word quibbles since we started recording <laughs> this. We don't have any quibbles whatsoever. Everything's fine. Happy. We're on, on the yeah. happy train. We're all good.
1: Yeah. It's quibbles because, as the definition says, it's about something trivial. And I think, is it Matt Mullenwagu says it's only software?
0: yes yes <laughs> nice nice to be able to say that um from his perspective i'm sure he's built yeah. something pretty incredible and but the ability to sort of get it's only software we'll yeah. figure it out we'll 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 all be fine are we done yeah. then is that us finished with this episode I think we think? are yeah okay do you want to just give us a quick clue as to what we might be doing next time or should we just save r for two weeks from now make people guess yeah, let's do, do guessing because actually the truth is we're not sure, are we yet? <laughs> yeah, indeed. We've got we've got a few things written down. So, all right, that was nice. Q for quibbles. Thanks for uh, mm-hmm. thanks for joining me. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Thank Cheers, Dave. Thanks. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. As always, a real pleasure to chat to David Wormsley about these things. I hope that we didn't come across as too moany. There's some legitimate stuff in this week's episode. There's lots of things to moan about. Most of it we can kind of pass by and just ignore. But some of those things, it would be really nice if they got changed. If you have any commentary about the podcast episode this week, be sure to head over to WPBuilds.com, search for episode number 242, Or you could leave a comment in our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. We'd love to know your thoughts. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by A-B Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B Split Tests in record time? The new A-B Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. So you can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, we'll be back next week because this week was a chat with David, next week will be an interview. So look out for that, coming out Thursday, 1pm UK time. Alternatively, join us on Monday. Paul Lacey and myself do the This Week in WordPress show where we're joined by some notable WordPress guests and we chat through the weekly news. That happens at 2pm UK time every Monday. This is holiday time, so it may be that we have to miss a week or two because we've got to go on our own little holidays. But hopefully most Mondays will be there. Join us at 2pm UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe. I'll fade in some cheesy music. Bye Bye for now.